listening to the She's Going Places podcast. I'm your host, Taylor, and welcome back to another Wednesday. This Wednesday is different. It's it's a little unique because I'm actually recording video for this week's podcast. I am uploading this week's episode of She's Going Places on YouTube. So if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure to go over and subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is just kind of crazy to think about and to think that I'm going to be like growing the podcast to a new platform, but I'm really, really excited about it. I've always wanted to have video. I love watching video podcasts. I used to never get it. I was like, okay, let's stop with the video content. Like we have TikTok. We have like people creating like YouTube content generally. Like there's plenty of video content out there. Like podcasts, it's supposed to just be audio. It's supposed to just be like an audio experience. But I've gotten super into listening to video podcasts and so listening to, watching video podcasts. And so I was like, ooh, should I make, should I make She's Going Places a video podcast? And so impulsively, I just dropped Hunter off at the airport. He has a work trip and I have the apartment to myself and I impulsively decided to record to record the podcast. So if you're watching, you can see a little bit of our home, which I don't think you guys have gotten to see unless maybe you're like have seen it in like clips on my personal Instagram or maybe on the she's going places Instagram but I'm on our couch we have some wedding photos behind me I I mean just by luck I have some she's going places colors flowers over there but welcome to my home welcome to the first video episode of she's going places sorry audio listeners if you're feeling a little bit left out. I always would hate that when people had a video podcast and I was talking about the video, but I'm literally staring at myself like while recording, like it's just showing me my face. And so that's just a little bit weird to get used to, but I'm definitely going to get the hang of it. It's going to take some practice and some getting used to, but I'm literally just like recording it on my computer, like desktop camera. So it's definitely, um, DIY. It's definitely grow with me. It's definitely giving low budget. It's giving, do it yourself, do it at home. But I like that. It's kind of giving like home movie vibes and you're just like sitting with me on my couch. And I think that that's like super, super fun. And so let's just hop into this week's episode because it's going to be a really good episode. I'm really excited to get to talk about this with y'all. We're going to be talking about becoming a goal setter and what that could look like potentially for you. Fortunately for you guys, I used to be addicted to setting goals. And I mean that literally, like an actual addiction. It was, I'm not exaggerating what got me up in the morning. It was what made me excited about my day. It's what determined my success. Like I would sit back and like review my progress and I made like micro goals. I made macro goals. I literally made any type of goal possible. It was just really, really fun for me. And so let's talk about some of the types of goals that I used to have. I would have weekly goals, just like the average girl. Then I'd have semester goals. I would have goals for my grades. I would have fitness goals. I would have relationship goals. I'd have goals in pretty much any category possible, like financial goals. And this is all as like a 14, 15, 16 year old girl. 
it was something that I was really, really passionate about. And I loved looking at a goal or setting like a big, crazy dream or goal and being like, okay, what can I do today to make that happen so that I can live my dream life? And I would always look at people who were older than me. Mind you, at this time, I was like in my mid to early teenage years, like, oh my gosh, they've accomplished so much. Like, those people are goal setters and I want to be exactly like them and I want to do that and I want to be a goal setter and I want to figure out how can I start working on my dream life as a 14-year-old or how can I start taking steps towards what I want to accomplish as a 16-year-old and I was able to turn these big lofty goals into smaller tangible steps that I could take when it felt super overwhelming and so I even made a 60-year plan as a 16-year-old, which that's a little too intense. Um, I've definitely gone off course of my 60-year plan. I wish I had it. I tried to find it for this week's episode of the podcast, but it must have been on my high school emails, like Google account. And so I don't have access to it anymore, which is a shame because I would have loved to like gone through and like read it out for you guys because it was ridiculous. Like, formatted bullet points categories subcategories like all the way up into when I was like in my 70s and was a grandparent a grandparent I had goals for the kind of grandma I was gonna be I'm not kidding like that's not normal for a teenager and so if you're a teenager or high school student listening to this I don't recommend that that's not that's not the pipeline that she's going places is trying to get you to It's just an honest and vulnerable moment for me so you guys understand where I'm coming from in like my goals journey and like what I've learned about setting goals and like setting healthy goals. That was definitely, it was exciting. And when I would tell people about it, people just loved how ambitious I was that it, it, it was an unhealthy mindset, but I was so driven and so excited about life. I think I had a big contrast to maybe some of my peers who were like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what what I want to do with my life, which is the normal. And so no one really knew what to do with me. They were just kind of like, okay, so she's good. Like she's got her life figured out. Like she knows what she wants. She knows how she's going to get there. Like she's not the girl we're going to worry about. She's going places. You see, it's a pipeline. She's going places has been my life brand literally since I came out of the womb. I just, you know, you just can't make it up. It's just it's perfect. We love when a branding moment is perfect. But I made a 60-year plan and the truth is my life looks nothing like where I thought I would be in my 60-year plan. Um, Right now, if I was going according to my 60-year plan, I would be a graduate intern. So I'd be in grad school interning for the office of the first lady. I do remember setting that goal of going to grad school at Georgetown and doing their public relations graduate program and then interning in the office of the first lady in my in my summers and if you know anything about me you know that's not what my life looks like at all now 16 year old me could have never planned for Hunter at that point he wasn't really in my life at all for Samford at that point I was really only considering schools that were going to advance my political career Um, For PR, at that point, I really wasn't dead set on PR. At that point, I honestly wanted to be a broadcast journalist. That's what I originally was applying to schools to be. Like, I wanted to be a news anchor, but I also wanted to be, like, a broadcast journalist. And I eventually, the pipeline was I wanted to be a foreign correspondent stationed in Israel and doing war correspondency for NBC. 
And so, and that would be like the set, the start of my political career. And so I, I couldn't have anticipated for me switching to PR. Part of that was because of where I went to school and like, I kind of just changed my mind on what I wanted to do. And the reason why I didn't do broadcast journalism, um, honestly, was because like at the time when I was like, and I think I would be a great news anchor. Like it's not shocking the news anchor to podcast pipeline. Um, that doesn't shock me at all. Um, like I still obviously love it. And I think there's gifts that the Lord gives you that are in you. And at the time of me being a 16 year old, podcasting really wasn't a thing. And that's crazy to think about that there's this whole industry and this whole like market of like, like a type of influencer, if you want to say, or a job that people have that really, of course it existed, but to the scale that it's at now in from 2015 to 2022, literally everyone you meet in 2022 listens to a podcast. Like seriously, everyone's tuning into podcasts. Everyone's making podcasts. Every girl from your high school wants to start a podcast. Like it's just a thing and everyone feels like they have something to say. And I think it's awesome. Obviously I have a podcast, so I think podcasting is amazing. And so I think that was just kind of like a moment that just clicked for me. I was like, that's so funny. I was so set on broadcast journalism and now I'm, I'm podcasting. But ultimately I chose not to do broadcast journalism because I didn't want my whole career to be reading off a teleprompter and going off a script. And honestly, during that time, there was a lot of news coming around about like the work climate of what it looks like to work in news stations and like toxic works dynamics and honestly, like sexual assault. And it was like a really scary industry to think like I wanted to step into and just something in my gut didn't feel right about it. I had catered almost all of my school applications to doing broadcast journalism or journalism to some degree. And it kind of felt like that was falling apart too once I really started looking into it and realized maybe that wasn't going to be the best fit. So that's something I don't think I've ever shared about myself. It's just kind of funny how that just came up. And so I wasn't prepared for public relations to be a part of my life necessarily. I didn't know that I was going to be in a long distance relationship all through college. And I definitely Definitely did not plan to get married at 21. That would have been the last thing that I planned for. I think in my six-year plan, I was planning on getting married at a ripe age of 28. I gave that short window of time only 28, not 27, not 29. I'd be married at 28. And I'm married at 21. So things are different and my life looks totally different. And after sitting back and I've been here in Dallas and I've graduated and been working a full-time job now for two months, all of a sudden I was feeling my, like, I've been telling you guys, I haven't necessarily been feeling like myself. And I was wondering why. I'm like, what's the funk? Is it because I'm in a new place? Is it because I don't like Dallas? Is it because marriage is hard? Is it because I'm far from home and friends? Like, I don't understand, like, what, what's going on? And Honestly, I think a big part of it is I haven't had goals. And I know that sounds crazy because if you look at my life of the last six months to a year, I graduated college, I got married and finished doing long dis- a four-year long-distance relationship, I moved halfway across the country to a state where I knew no one, and started a new full-time job. Like, 
the average person would think, girl, you're doing enough. Like you're good. You don't need to do anything else. Like why would you need to set more goals? Like you've, you've arrived, I think. And there's a lot of goals that people have that maybe I've already checked the box. Maybe there's somebody listening who's like in their mid twenties and late twenties. And they're thinking, all I want to do is to get married. And you're just like, uh, next goal. Like, how could you be taking that for granted? Or there could be someone out there who doesn't have a job that's like, uh, Taylor, you literally got like a really great corporate job at a global PR agency. Like, what do you mean you want a new goal? Like you're working like, or someone might be thinking, I'm super struggling in college and I don't even know if you're going to graduate and you just graduated like summa cum laude from college. Like, aren't you good? Like, why do you need to keep, like, why is it not enough? And I think that's because none of these things fulfill me. Okay. That's just like period. And nothing of this world really necessarily should fulfill you. Ultimately, like your fulfillment should come from a relationship with the Lord. But I think those are all really great things. And those are accomplishments. But at the end of the day, if you're someone like me, which maybe this is like a toxic mindset to have, but if you're someone like me, if once you achieve the goal, it's awesome for the moment. But then it's just kind of like, okay, what's next? And I have a what's next type of personality. I'm not saying that's like the golden standard of personalities. I'm just being honest about like who I am and like how I feel about things. And so I've already found myself kind of searching for the next thing. And I didn't feel like myself because I wasn't setting goals. And I just kind of want to take this week's podcast episode because that was just such a click for me goal setting might not come naturally to everyone who's listening, or you might be in a stage of your life where you're like, I can't possibly set another goal. Like I could explode or like, I'm doing good. Like, I don't like, this may not seem like this applies to you, but even on like the most micro level, I think anyone who's listening to this can take away something about goal setting and about having like a goal setting mindset for people who want to have successful lives, who want to be high achievers, who want to accomplish a lot. And so I kind of want to go through how I set goals and I kind of just did like a goal reset where I was like, okay, what do I want now? Like what's next? What does this next chapter of my life look like? And it's kind of exciting because now I'm living my life. Like there is no more school, maybe. Maybe that's in the goals. Maybe more school is in the goals. But technically, there's no more school I have to go to. I'm working full time. I'm married. Like, now I'm just doing life. But I'm not just going to settle for just doing life. Like, we've got to be doing more. We've, we have to want more for ourselves, I think, in order to make life fulfilling and worth living. And so let's just hop into the first set of setting goals is to set some big girl life goals. I'm talking goals that you feel weird about like writing on a piece of paper or like typing in your phone. I have like my notes page on my phone. Literally, if you're watching the podcast, you're like, Taylor, what is the back of your phone screen? It's cracked. Anyways, um, that just exposed myself to the max. I thought I come across as like super put together. And then you're like, uh, that girl's phone is shattered. Anyways, It's about setting some big girl life goals. And these are the type of goals that like you almost maybe feel embarrassed to like announce to the world. Like there was even some that I was writing in here where I was like, "Mm, I don't know if I want to say that out loud on the podcast because what if it doesn't happen? And those are the kind of goals that we are setting here. So if you're listening to this week's episode, if you can, if you 
are hands-free, which I know normally when you're listening to a podcast, you're not hands-free. You're cleaning, you're working, you're walking. So you might not necessarily have a pen and paper in front of you, but you can open your notes app or like take a mental note because we are actively setting goals in this week's episode. Okay. So first section is the big girl life goals. And I want you to think about what, what life is like, what at the end of your life, in your in the back of your head, do you have expectations for you to accomplish? For example, I saw, I hate doing this. I saw a TikTok where someone was like, is it just me or do everyone just anticipate that they're randomly going to become a millionaire just because that's just something that's going to happen in their life? Like, that's me. And like, I have such like an entrepreneurial big word, spirit and like things that I want to do and accomplish. And so in the back of my head, like becoming like a millionaire or like having like this big, awesome business is like a duh in the back of my brain. But that might not, that might not be everybody. I might just be demented. But in terms of having goals, like I want you to think of like the things you expect. Do you expect to have your dream home at some point in your life? Do you expect to have the gorgeous big white house and three kids and two golden retrievers living on a farm, like perfect husband, perfect life. Is that an expectation that you have in your head? Okay. Think about writing that out. That's a, that's a goal that you have. Think about the career that you're envisioning yourself having. Think about the life that at the end of your life, if you don't do something, you're going to be upset with yourself. Think about those type of things. Like For me, getting my dream house is like something that's like super important to me that I want to be able to do one day. I want to start a family. That is something that's written on my goals because that's not necessarily promised to me. That's not something that's like, oh, let's just schedule that in. That's a goal. Um, One of my goals is to be financially well enough to be able to give a lot of money away, to be able to give a lot of money, but to for us to be so blessed financially that we are able to just give away so much money and being able to bless people literally even on a on a micro scale and I feel like maybe you have also had like an experience with this but I just remember being a kid and not understanding why my parents couldn't like give all of their money away to like homeless people or like people in need when we saw them like to me it was like because you know how like when you get older and like maybe like you're driving or okay let's let's back up a little bit when you're younger and you see like a homeless man like on the side of the road, your instant thought is like, what can we give him? Like, oh my gosh, mom, what money do you have? And I would do that to my mom all the time. Like, I'd be like, what can we give him? We have to get mom. Again, I'd almost like shame her if she's like, I don't have any cash on me. I'm like, how dare you not have any cash on you? We have to give this man something. And then as you get older, you start to be like, oh, let me just not make eye contact. Or then we start to be like, oh, he doesn't look like he's going to do anything good with it. Or we start to like judge people or we start to think that like we are like the holders of the blessing and we start to think like, oh, we get to decide who we bless or how we bless them or this person deserves a blessing. And Hunter and I even had a really good conversation about this the other day where we we gave money to someone and it was not the nicest experience. I'll say that for sure. Like he walked up to like our car, didn't even make eye contact, didn't even say thank you. He was like talking on the phone and was like cursing up a storm and just like took it and kept walking. And we were like, huh, 
And also when I had to think about like my heart posture, it's like, was I giving so that he would look at me and be like, thank you so much. Like, that was so wonderful of you. Thank you so much for doing that. God bless you. Like how you expect it to go. Or was I giving that just because I wanted to give it? I don't know. That was like my little, my little tangent, my little soapbox, but I'm definitely learning a lot about giving. Hunter and I, this is just personal, just started tithing because we have found a home church, which is really, really exciting. And so I've never really been able, not even really, I've never tithed consistently. Um, I always made excuses. I always said I was a student. I always said I didn't have enough money, which ultimately, if you're sitting here in that same position, I totally get it, but that's just not true. And so I regret not tithing sooner, but we just gave our first tithe. And so I'm really excited to see how my relationship with the Lord can grow through that like next layer of like being faithful with our finances, because like now I'm making money and now I have a full-time job and like I'm possessive over that money. And like I said, like we have a lot of goals. Like I want things and I want to do things and things cost money. And so to be disciplined with our finances and to give our first 10% back to the Lord, it is a challenge and it is an act of faith. And so that's just a side tangent, just about giving and wanting to give money. But that's a goal that I have is to be financially well, that we can just give so much away and that we can also travel all the time. Like I caught the travel bug back when I was like early high school and was so excited about it. And then I got to college and I was like, okay, like I'm just like having fun here in college. And then COVID hit and I really have like not gotten to travel super much since then. And I definitely want to change that. And Hunter and I are saving up for some trips that we're really, really excited about. But I want to be able to be like, oh my gosh, of course we can do this. And being able to say yes to opportunities and not be limited by our finances. I'm believing that for myself and I'll be praying for that, but that's a goal that I have. Let me think of some other ones. There's a couple goals on here that I'm not, I'm not necessarily ready to put out into the world, but like I have big goals for she's going places and that's kind of hard to, to honestly come to terms with because with social media and like podcasting and the influencer space and whatever you want to call it it's a super saturated market and like growing in this, in this sense, it's difficult and it's really, really hard. And, and so I'm just thinking about like what I want and what I want for my future. And if, do I want to work a corporate job for the rest of my life? The answer is no. And I'm enjoying my corporate job right now. Don't get me wrong. I think it's really great for the season of life I'm in, but I don't see that as like a long-term career for me. And so as a business person and as someone who I feel so connected to this brand, I feel really passionate about this brand and I don't feel like I've ever been able to give my my entire efforts to She's Going Places. And I think that there is a like a, obviously a reason for that and that's just not the season that I'm in. That This can be my full-time job, believe me, it is not. Um, where I'm balancing a couple different, like I'm juggling a couple different things because, you know, I'm expensive. I can't just like not make any money. That's just, Hunter would kill me. But um, like believing that this brand could, and if I work hard enough, it will grow into different avenues. And, and if I'm like announcing to the world and like dreaming big, like making she's going places, a larger brand in different industries and different things. And like all these different entrepreneurial things that are on my heart, somehow 
all kind of fall into the branding of she's going places. So that's all I'm going to say about that because that's all I'm ready to say about that. But, and there's more on here about like bigger life goals that I have. Um, And so I think that this is important for like the, the big diary moment, like the one that you would be like giggling in your bed about with like your best friend at a sleepover of like what you want to accomplish that feels like crazy to put under there. Like, had a million followers on TikTok or I want to make a million dollars or I want to sell everything and travel the world. Like these crazy big life goals that you have, just write them down. I'm not saying you have to change your life to do them right now, but I think it's really good to put your goals on paper and so that you can see them. Because if they're just like swimming in the back of your head, they're not going to be doing anything for you. Because quite frankly, if you don't have an active reminder of them, it's easy to forget. I mean, think about it. I got so caught up in wedding stuff and then moving here. And I was just kind of, I've been here for like four months or married for four months. I don't know. Like the technicalities I get, I get a little messed up on, but, and I just like wasn't setting goals and I wasn't thinking about my goals. And I'm like, Taylor. And that's because I didn't have them written down. I didn't have them right in front of me. I wasn't thinking about them. Okay. So that's the first section, the big girl life goals. You have them. Amazing. And then there's like the overall general goals. So like an example for me is to like really grow my relationship with the Lord. I feel like as a Christian, like everyone kind of has that goal. That's kind of broad in general. And so there's no action items with that. That's just like, I want to grow my relationship with the Lord. We'll get to the action items, but that's, this is a good category to put that in your general goals are, I want to love my closet and feel good about everything that I have. That's a general goal. I want to have a healthier, balanced, and active lifestyle. General goal. I want to make my marriage the best it could be. General goal. Like, these are, like, the ones that, like, you could, like, you know, like, put on a t-shirt, on a notepad. Like, super general, but it's, like, things that are (laughs) important to you. Not necessarily action items. Just, like, overall things that you want to accomplish that don't necessarily have a milestone. Like, hitting a million followers on TikTok or getting a puppy or buying a house. And so from there, now you have your general, could put it on a t-shirt, on a sweatshirt goals of things you want to accomplish. And you have your big girl life goals. And you have both of these categories that have no action items. And you're just like, cool, I have all these goals, Taylor, but how am I going to accomplish them? And I think this is the part, this is the difference between like the dreamers and like the go-getters are like, you can dream about a life that you want, but if you're not going to do anything to get it, it means nothing and you're accomplishing nothing. And there's kind of no point in the dreaming area because all dreaming with no goal setting is just going to make you disappointed with your life. And you're just like, I wish I was XYZ influencer who like lives at the beach and has like my dream life and her Instagram so cute. And it doesn't look like she has to like do school and she's drinking out of a coconut and swimming every day and she has a super cute body and she has a super cute husband and a super cute dog and she lives on a farm I don't know the farm thing has really been staying in my head um but just stuff like that and you look at it and you're like I want this dream and it's like okay then let's set some goals to make that dream a reality so now let's get into the nitty-gritty if my phone will work the nitty gritty of goals. And this could look like your weekly goals, monthly goals, however it works for you. And obviously it's going to change based on person. Um, but 
this could look like daily, weekly, monthly, yearly goals. And these are checkpoints and these are deadlines for you to meet. This is accountability for you to accomplish these goals. And these are small things that are going to get you towards larger goals. Okay, let's start with a daily goal example. One of my daily slash weekly goals is to be disciplined about my morning quiet time. That's an action item. That's something is, did I have quiet time this morning? Yes or no? It's a simple answer. It's a task that you can do. Well, being disciplined in my morning quiet time, guess what? Let's go back up to my general goals. That's going to grow my relationship with the Lord. Or that could be like, start tithing. Okay, well, when I tithe the first 10% of my income, that's going to grow my relationship with the Lord. I don't want to miss church on Sunday. That's going to grow. Like you see how there's, you can break it down into action items. And so for example, if your overall general goal is to have a healthier, balanced and active life, a weekly goal that I might have is work out three to four times a week. It's setting a reasonable goal. It's not saying I'm going to work out 16 times a week and do two a days and then like a three a day on the weekend. Okay, girl, like you're just not going to, I hate to break it to you unless you're just way cooler than me. You're just not going to accomplish that or going from like doing nothing to doing like two to doing like the 75 hard and doing like two 45 minute workouts a day and like not smelling sugar and like doing like going super strict and intense. Then you're just kind of setting yourself up to fail. That's just me speaking from personal experience. You might be different. You might be better than me. But another one could be like walk 10 miles a week. I saw someone post about that and I'm like, that's a great goal where it's just like going on walks. I love going on walks. I get to talk to either Hunter or I'm talking on the phone or it's a hot girl walk and I'm listening to a podcast. You could be on a hot girl walk right now listening to She's Going Places and just being like, I'm going to hit 10 miles a week. And that could be like you go on a longer walk one night. It's just flexible, but it's just being active. That could be like, I want to play pickleball this week. That's like doing a fun and active activity or like we're going to, you know, it's just like incorporating health and wellness into your lifestyle or be like, I'm going to cook at home five days this week, but I can eat out twice for dinner or whatever your financial goals are. Like you're making actionable steps for your bigger goals that's ultimately going to help you get there. Now, my husband, he's the kind of person that would take this and make an Excel spreadsheet and break it down into your big goal. And then you could take like your daily, weekly, monthly, yearly goals, and then like categorize them by how it's feeding in to your overall life goals. And you can see the percentages of the progress you're making. That stresses me out. That's a little too deep for me. He, he's, he could be more intense about goal setting than I can. Um, this is also coming from the man who like literally ran a half marathon with like barely training and just, he, he loves goals. He is a goals guy. We are a perfect couple in that, in that regard. Um, let me see some of my other goals. Like if I want to love my closet, maybe an action item is like, I'm going to purge my closet to get rid of stuff I don't like, or I'm only going to buy stuff that I love. And I'm going to be thoughtful when I make purchases and really think, is this just a purchase that I'm purchasing just because it's cheap? Or is this something I'm purchasing because I love this item? It's kind of hard to find clothes that you love. Like when I started changing my mindset around this, I kind of was like, okay, well, I'm not gushing over clothes, but it's just sitting back and having like the wherewithal to be like, does this make sense for my lifestyle right now? Can I wear it with more than one outfit? What I like to wear, like, is it 
practical. Like it's just like thinking of different things that all feeds back into I want to love like being able to walk into my closet and pick out anything because I love what's in there or make my marriage the best that it can be. Well, that could look like going on intentional dates. That could look like praying with Hunter every night before bed. That could be asking each other really hard questions. That could be praying for your spouse. And you can substitute boyfriend. You can substitute roommate, friend, mom, daughter. Like you can put in any categories here. It's just like, what are you going to do to make your relationship with your mom the best that it can be? For me, that's like, okay, I'm going to make sure I talk to her a lot this week and I'm going to call and check in or I'm going to, hey mom, I know you're watching. I know you're, I know you're on the YouTube game now. (laughs) You're, I just know you're laughing right now. Sorry. That was just for my mom. I don't think I've ever really given her a shout out necessarily on here. So I had to, but like for me and my mom, if I'm like, okay, oh, this is a great example. You want to stay close to your college friends. I've said this on the podcast before, but I, on my notes app, I live by the notes app on my phone. Like my notes app, that is like number one app used on my phone. I'm not kidding. I live for it. I make a to-do list every day on the notes app and in a subcategory on my to-do list, it has friends to call this week. And it has all of my friends in a, in check boxes. And so honestly, do I do an amazing job of going through and checking all the boxes? No. But if I'm like sitting there and I have some downtime, I go and look at that note and I'm like, who haven't I talked to? Oh, let me text this person. Oh, let me call this person. Let me reach out. Okay, well, we were in a group chat and I did see her this time. And I'm just mindful of like, okay, if I want to be really intentional about my relationships to stay close to my like college friends, well, then I need to put in the work to do that. And that looks like on a daily basis, weekly basis, that's phone calls, that's FaceTimes, that's text messages, that's Marco Polo, that's voice memos, that's sending photos. Like it's putting in the work to get the end result of us not drifting apart. Like you can't sit there and be like, me and all, I don't talk to any of my friends from high school. Well, I don't talk to really any of my friends from high school because I stopped talking to them. They stopped talking to me. We drifted apart. We both didn't work on our relationships Besides Kenzie. Kenzie's still here. You guys love Kenzie. Kenzie needs to come on the podcast soon. When I see her in person, we'll we'll do a podcast episode. I'm seeing her in a few weeks. Yay. I don't know what to do with myself with this video. Like, I keep on like staring at myself. Also, I just want to know I'm literally wearing a hot pink hoodie with a pearl headband. And it's just comfort slash like a little flare of of like Taylor Cordy branding. I've been a headband girl since the day I saw Blair Waldorf before my eyes. Headbands. Ask anyone from my high school, middle school. I've been a headband girl. True and true. I'm loyal. Um, I'm getting off track. For example, if I want to grow the She's Going Places brand, then I'm going to make sure I'm uploading podcasts weekly. I'm leveling up the podcast, like doing a video episode. I'm marketing it well. I'm working on the social media. I'm trying to get advertisers. I'm trying to reach out and get guests. Like those, I could break that down into practical goals. And so it's about taking these overall life goals that you have because it's great if you can make a to-do list at the beginning of your day and be like, I'm going to eat healthy today. I'm going to work out. I'm going to journal. I'm going to drink a green smoothie. But if you don't have like an overarching goal that you're trying to accomplish, you're eventually going to get sick of doing those things because it's going to feel like they don't have a purpose. 
I felt like that's been my problem specifically with like health goals is I'll be like, okay, I'm eating healthy this week. And so, but I'm not really like, okay, this year, because let's be honest, like health is a journey and it's a long-term commitment. It's not a one week, two week, one month fix to problems. So if you want your health to be better, you're committing to a year, let's say, of being healthy. And so long-term, if you want to think about it like this, you could be super strict in like a calorie deficit and eat super healthy and work out twice a day for a week. And you know what? You might weigh yourself and you might have lost two pounds, three pounds, five pounds if you're being really unhealthy, probably just water weight if I'm talking to a younger version of myself. And then you're so burnt out from doing that, that the next week you're like, I just have to binge. And then you're eating unhealthy and then all of a sudden you have headaches and you're spiking and then you need a soda and then you need sugar and you like it's not sustainable whereas would you rather take the 365 days a year 52 weeks in a year and be like, go hard for probably and thinking of like the yo-yo of being inspired probably be like crazy healthy for six weeks of the 52 and then just like fall into the spiral of like hating yourself for not sticking to a super intense routine or would you rather eat balanced any stricter and more healthy on the weekdays and then let yourself eat what you want on the weekends and work out three times a week every single week for 52 weeks take two weeks off but commit to doing that all year you're gonna get a lot better results by the end of 2022, 2023 by doing that than burning yourself out into these sprints. And I've always viewed that part of my lifestyle or goal setting or like things I want to accomplish as sprints. For example, this could be a sprint being like, I'm focusing on she's going places for the 48 hours that Hunter's gone and I'm going to make 100 TikToks and do all this. But the truth is, if I'm not consistent and I don't stay with it, it's not going to grow. And the same way you could be trying to find a man and you could sprint on dating apps and like sprint going to events, trying to meet people, get so tired and have bad experiences that you're like, I can't date. And then you don't try again for another three weeks. You have to have balance. And by doing that, it's making these overarching goals and seeing what's stemming to making you accomplish your goals by the end of the year. And that's why people's New Year's resolutions don't ever work out. Because they sprint at the beginning of the year and then they don't have the, the power to sustain it through the rest of the year. And so that's why I would encourage you to make overall life goals, general miscellaneous, big long-term goals, and then seeing how those long-term goals, you can break them down into yearly, monthly, weekly, and daily goals. And so that's intense to like sit down and really break it down, but I'll, like accomplishing your dreams is intense and it is awesome and it does require a ton of work. And so that's kind of like my thoughts on on goal setting. I also think you should have a category of like miscellaneous goals. Like I want to do something that I'm bad at. I think it would be good for my personal growth because I'm I'm terrified of doing something I'm bad at. That's just a personal a personal thing. I want to spend less time on my phone. I don't want to show you guys my screen time. I want to find a community here in Dallas. So if you're in Dallas and you're listening, send me a message. 
Um, I want to try new restaurants. Um, I want to try new activities. Those are some like miscellaneous goals that you can like check in and see how you can. Those are like goals that I'd probably say are monthly goals. I just kind of put them in like a miscellaneous category, but they don't necessarily have to stem into an overall, but like they're bigger goals where it's like for the month of June, I'm going to DM three girls on Instagram and ask them to go get coffee in this new area. And if they respond and we become best friends, awesome. If they don't respond, I don't care. I accomplished my goal. I reached out, you know? And so I just love goal setting and I'm so passionate about goal setting. And I hope that this episode helped you be able to set goals like more clearly and more efficiently. I think by sitting down and like really doing it and you can make it fun. Like you could make a vision board. You could sit down and make a really intense document. You can make just like a notes in your phone. But if you just use those categories and you use them to set goals and you really think about what you want out of life or what you want out of the rest of the year, we're halfway through 2022. Crazy. I know. But if I look back, I didn't set New Year's resolutions because I just knew this year was going to be crazy and I had grace with myself. But if you look back at your New Year's resolutions for this year, what have you accomplished? I hate to be the girl to remind you of that. But that's okay. You still have six more months to accomplish something that you set out for, whether you want to read more. You guys know I'm not a reader. Um, I wish I was a reader. I'm just, you know, that's just, it doesn't come naturally to me. Or you guys know what I mean. Like if you set these like New Year's resolutions, like now sit down and take practical steps. Like just like if you want to run a marathon, you have to train for it. You have to prepare for it. People will sit down and make like like a year long plan to get themselves in marathon shape. And in the same way, if you want to be ready to meet your husband, you got to get yourself in marathon shape. And so what does that look like for the rest of the year? Working on yourself, getting closer to the Lord, getting closer to your girlfriends, um, being comfortable in your own skin, becoming more confident in the things that you have to wear, being really good at like pitching yourself and like presenting yourself well. Let's say by the end of the year, you want your dream job. Well, you probably should start practicing like pitching yourself or having public speaking opportunities. You probably should be working on your resume and getting that ready. You probably should make sure financially you're in a good place. Let's say by the end of the year, you want to make a big girl purchase. Let's say you want to buy a designer purse. Um, you have to start saving for it. It's, and you can save a little at a time and you make a six month plan. Like it takes planning to get the things that you want. And I feel like sometimes I forget that. So I know y'all forget that too. And so this was just kind of like a little episode reminder to start planning for your future and start planning for the life that you want to have. And by doing that, you need to set goals. And so I hope you guys love this week's episode. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much for watching and checking out this new platform. If you're not, make sure you come subscribe to She's Going Places on YouTube, but also follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and leave us a review. That would seriously mean the world to help boost the ratings for She's Going Places. I'm getting back on my She's Going Places grind. This episode has me very inspired um, to put more time into she's going places. I've kind of been doing like the bare minimum to sustain it. And that's just not where I want to be. And so I'm definitely, I'm feeling motivated. So there's more to come from she's going places. So make sure you review on Apple or Spotify. So that would be amazing. And if you're not yet, you have to follow us on Instagram. It's at she's going places podcast on Instagram and on TikTok. I'm going to be hopefully fingers crossed chopping up clips from this week's episode and putting them on there. 
And so I'm really, really excited about that. I hope you guys have the most amazing day and let's go places together. Thank you.